AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Yeah. Waiting on reparations. You're listening to Waiting on Reparations, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah, yeah. Even my motherfucking mama know when knife is batshit. She like, why you hit them Nazis with the nicest tactics? Yo, the truth is that I'm a bastard. When I talk shit on this mic, look, y'all be quiet. That's my rite of passage. I don't pass piff, drag to the last hit. Blade in my hand, hold metal like a blacksmith. Dab hits. Got him like, you can't be this ill. Dope knife spit hard as adamantium still. Still smack the shit out of rappers who chill. Think this shit is all good if they ain't rapping with skill. Look, this is me. I diss his team Your mama is a fan Y'all sipping lean It's no doubt Whenever I spit 16 Have these niggas acting like a white chicken scream I came, I saw Now the kid has conquered Dope knife A.K.A. big ass monster <laughs> That is A verse And this is the beat To my song The Big Fat Kill Yes ladies and gentlemen In case you didn't know I am a rapper I will hawk my music from time to time. I do push mixtapes on unwanting family members. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yo, my name's Dope Knife. I'm Lingua Franca. And we are waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations. Hurry up. Hey, how you feeling, partner? I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, nothing like COVID or scary. Just, I don't know, a little bit raspy, so... Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking the bars this week. It's all good. It's all good. You know, I got you. I always got it held down on the bars. What's going on, everybody out there? Welcome to the Waiting on Reparations podcast. Another week has gone by. I hope everybody out there is doing well. So we lied to you. 
again. Our voting episode is going to come out next week before the election. We figure it'd be a little bit more impactful that way if we drop it there. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the heel turn, (laughs) as it were, for Ice Cube and 50 Cent as they both caused a little bit of a stir last week by uh, endorsing or at least expressing a willingness to work with the Trump administration on things. A lot of people were mad about it. A lot of people had a lot to say, and we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about the role the black celebrities play in the right wing's efforts to peel black voters. We'll also have a music discussion as well. I got to push back a little bit on the framing that the right wing are trying to peel black voters, because I know that we do sort, sort of vote as like a democratic block, but if you can only vote for one party... I'm Are saying, you truly free? I'm not talking about... Peel black voters from where? Just huh? the assumed democratic monolith? Well, not even peel black voters, but peel and suppress black voters. Like There's I think, all, Yeah, the suppression attempts are interesting and concerning for sure. I mean, I feel like I feel like a part of political organizing is making connections with constituencies on racial, class, union membership, gender identity, sexuality lines, immigration status. And so they're just connecting with some people that they perceive, even if infactually, to be their base in the sense of like, men love Trump. Black men love Trump. Uh, Unemployment numbers went up under Obama, which they love to tout. And so like black, uh, the, you know, black people have done better under Trump than anyone else. They, They just think they're just connecting with black people. They don't see why black people wouldn't vote for them. I'm in no way coming from it from like a standpoint of black people aren't allowed to be right wing or aren't allowed to vote Trump right there. I just happen to not real right winger, so fuck them. I know, yeah. (laughs) So So we've talked, but we've talked previously in this show about the right wing tendencies of hip hop and that though we as leftists try to sort of like look at the policy connections to hip hop from somewhat of a progressive lens. Mm There is ultimately, like, with regards to the Second Amendment, with regards to, like, gender roles, with regards to xenophobia and homophobia, a very much conservative strain, a through line in a lot of mainstream hip-hop in particular. And so I think to sort of make this, this, I think the recent controversies around public black figures like 50 Cent and Ice Cube... um, I help think uh, illuminate that connection. Yeah, in, I, in I, that's like what a, I'm happy about yeah. too, and and especially in the Fifty Cent situation has. But you know what? Like that's what we're gonna get into today. So um, let's actually fill everybody in on the whole on the whole topic. Over the last week and some change, hip-hop artists Ice Cube, famous rapper 50 Cent, both made headlines when they each respectively endorsed or expressed approval of the Trump administration's policy, specifically in the form of tax for 50 Cent and the black agenda for Ice Cube. Now, last week, the Trump campaign, a Trump campaign official seemingly out of the blue, uh, thanked Ice Cube for helping with the Trump administration or being at least being open to working with them on implementing the rapper's proposed contract with Black America. And I just honestly feel like this is a massive failure of the Biden campaign, which I think has advertisements on the show. But I'm going to be real because like if you had offered if you had offered reparations, if you had offered a federal job guarantee, if you had offered like reverse redlining or like a stimulus package to the form of community development block grants to black communities, 
Like people, there, this wouldn't have happened. Well, there's more to this. This wouldn't have there's happened. Mo- there's more to the story. So. It wouldn't have happened. I just so wanted okay. us to get that out of the way because so it fucking Cube, pisses me off. So Ice Cube put out the CWBA, the contract with Black America. And uh, for a while, you know, when this uh, Trump official thanked them for a little bit, people thought that it was like a troll or a trick and no one was really sure what was going on. But later on, Ice Cube himself confirmed it with a tweet. He said, facts. I put out the CWBA. Both parties contacted me. Dem said we'll address the CWBA after the election. Trump campaign made some adjustments to their plan after talking to us about the CWBA. And that's that fucking shit. I'm so I'm so sorry because it's like, okay, we just need your votes for now. And we promise we'll get to this. Oh, we'll get to your issues once we win. Like... I think back to, I recently finished reading We've Got People by Ryan Grimm in which he talks about um, during the fight for marriage equality um, and, you know, during Obama's uh, first election campaign, or it might have been his re-election, 2008, 2012, I can't remember which, but he was, like, actively courting LGBTQ constituencies um, while also talking about how he believes marriage is between a man and a woman. He had a pastor who is very, like, pro, um, like, traditional views of marriage. I think, like, fucking speak at a swearing, like, you know, pray at a swearing in or some shit. And, like, they used Obama, um, like, Obama saying that he believes in civil unions for marriages between a man and a woman on robocalls when they were trying to repeal same-sex marriage in California. Like, hey, Obama doesn't stand for gay marriage, so vote no on prop whatever. And so after all that, you know, he gets back trying to court LGBTQ constituencies to, like, get back in their good graces. And then for years, nothing, you know, for years, nothing for for us. Nothing, you know, no marriage equality, um, you know, all the shit with, like, uh, gays in the military, like, is going back and forth. Um, And it's always like, okay, vote for us and then we'll get to your issues once we're in. Like, we're not going to speak to them now, but once we're in, we'll do something about it. And then they still don't. But I, so, like, if I were Ice Cube and I did this, yeah, I'd be like Trump campaign 2020. Uh, I, I, I agree. Well, I, of course. I agree. I don't, I don't think that this has to be an endorsement of Democrats or a defense of Democrats or Biden in order to critique somebody getting rused by the Trump campaign. Because the thing is, Everything that you like the 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 superficiality of courting the vote is all present in everything that the Trump campaign is going on. Like as we'll go through, you'll see that it's like there are things that are in the CWBA that we just know for a fact that it's like the Trump camp, the Trump administration is like diametrically opposed to. But we'll get into that. But they don't even take us seriously enough to pretend like they're gonna do stuff. So, for us. So this is my the thing. Democrats don't even take it seriously enough to pretend like they're going to do so stuff for us. So all I'm saying is, if somebody is truly 100% non-ironically... last week. Don't get me fucking wrong. If, but like, what the fuck? If somebody is unironically just 100% in their heart believes, no, nah, man, like, Trump is telling the truth. Like, this is real. Like, this is... I mean, I know that he's been president for three and a half years and they haven't done shit and they've been hanging with Nazis and been have like, been actively antagonistic towards marginalized people. But you know what? I believe this. Like, this is this is the real shit. Then, by all means, I think, you know, MAGA away, you know, if, like, you truly believe it. But if you don't really believe that, then 
I just don't understand how you could fall for it. Like, being critical of the Democrats, like, oh, the Democrats didn't do this outreach, the Democrats didn't do this, I want the Democrats to do that, or whatever political party you want to do it, that's fine. But the Trump administration in particular, it's like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, but if, if the- Joe Biden put on his platform next week that we were going to nationalize all energy production, then everybody would say fucking- he's pandering, and it, that would literally... I wouldn't believe him, but I would be like fucking stoked to vote for him because at least they acknowledge my fucking existence and acknowledge the deep existential dread that I fear every morning when I wake up and think about our planet burning to ash. But at least like, oh, you acknowledge me. All right. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. So, okay, so the thing so, is, yeah, so I get it. Would, would you describe the Joe Biden campaign as being run in 2020 as being absent and unacknowledging of the black community or black people? They want our votes. They don't want to do shit for us. What the fuck is Trump doing? So what I'm saying is, if that if somebody was like, yo, they want our votes, they don't want to do shit for us, I'm not voting. I don't agree still, but I get it. You know what I mean? If somebody's like, they don't want my vote, they don't want to do shit for us. So let's vote for the Nazis. No, no, I don't. The Nazis said I just, they were going to do something for you. And that something is toss us into a fucking furnace. Look, if they had the chance, they would bring back Jim Crow. Because let me tell you something, people, right? The Republican endgame 
is apartheid. That's what they're going for. They're going for minority rule. They want to control the courts. They want to fuck the country so bad from like the structural level that it doesn't matter how much they're outnumbered. It doesn't matter how progressive the country really is, that they just have total control. You do not have to be a Democrat to be able to look at the situation and, and see that, in my opinion. I don't think you have to be a Democrat or a liberal to look at the situation and realize that. And if you are a leftist, I mean, I'm just not understanding. Like, I mean, I was with you. I canvassed for Bernie. I did that little bit of the work. At what point for anybody in the Bernie or bus crowd did like you read in a pamphlet or some shit? Hey, guys, do you know what the alternative, the better alternative to this is? Nazis. It just what the fuck are people talking about? I just don't understand how you're not looking at how people aren't looking at it from like a what is going to give us more freedom of movement. Because if you think that these Trump motherfuckers are going to like sit at the table and negotiate with people, they damn sure aren't. That's why they're doing all this shit 25 days before the, the election happens. That's like, you know what I mean? That right there is a dead giver. If, this shit, if they were talking about this a year ago, you know what I'm saying? Like how, how, how much would in doubt of what I'm saying be? If like, nah, yo, like Trump's been on this uh, black agenda for like a year. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, they've been going at it. It didn't take poll numbers being in the tank. It didn't take him lagging behind in, a, in the election by, you know, like major points. It didn't take COVID ruining the country and changing the dynamic of how the race was supposed to play out. He just did it because it was on his mind. So it's just like, I don't understand how the critique can be on one end where it's like, oh man, the Democrats did this, the Democrats didn't do this, the Democrats because did this. Because the Democrats this. are supposed to do better. Because I we, understand th we think that. they're supposed to. But and we they know don't. that the Republicans aren't honest and aren't acting in good faith on virtually everything to the point where it's like, I don't even feel any hesitation to just say that as a matter of fact. See, we know that, but Ice Cube doesn't, and that's not but his he fault. he should, because... because he's older than both of us, and he's more connected than both of us. And, I mean, this all led to, um, in, in the weeks afterwards, Ice Cube doubled and tripled down. And he's talked about it, and I'm not even, I'm not going to, like, mischaracterize it, because, you know, all of his critiques of the Democrat Party are all on point. And it's, it's nothing unlike things that you've heard Mariah say just now. But... You know, he gotten he had an interview with Roland Martin, and it was kind of a disaster. You know what I mean? And it was obvious he was a bit out of his depth in terms of like knowing even what Trump's policies were and stuff like that. Now, Trump, the Trump administration, they have a proposal which um, is called the Platinum Plan um, because the Bling Bling Plan must not have been available. So they went with the Platinum Plan, and it allegedly promises opportunity, security, prosperity, and fairness for the black community. Um, so in this, the Trump plan, we've got uh, a promise of 3 million new jobs for the black community, creating 500,000 new black-owned businesses, increased access to capital in black communities by almost $500 billion dollars, safe urban neighborhoods with the highest policing standards yada 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 in which is the, interesting i guess interesting to me given ice cubes previous views on the cops you're right i was thinking that too i mean if you see any uh footage of the trump rallies now they're like flying the american flag right next to the blue line flag so 
I guess is love the police. I mean, both parties are like, we support our law enforcement. So I guess if you're dealing with equivalent like stances, why not go with the people that are like, who are willing to like throw you a fucking bone? But do you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that is, to be honest, I don't understand how anyone can think that. Well, that's like, too fucking bad. Like, like, no, for real. Like, so you're telling me that you're looking at the Republicans and you're like, oh, man, Trump wants to throw us a bone. I mean, I'm just I'm saying. Seeing I how, think, I'm seeing I how. Think, I'm saying. I see how Ice Cube thought that. Well, I think that if Ice Cube feels that that's genuine, then I feel that a Nigerian prince could probably scam Ice Cube out of some shit, too. And I feel that, like, uh, a, a vacuum cleaner salesman could probably sell him a broken vacuum cleaner as well. And a used car salesman could sell him a shitty car that doesn't work. I, like, I mean, it's just, it's all like a con. So it's not even really something that I'm, that I, I personally am taking serious. Like, I think that Trump lies through his teeth. Like, for example, in the uh, Ice Cube's contract with, uh, contract with Black America, there's this part right here where it says, mandatory civil rights and anti-racism classes in all elementary schools. Black scholars will write the textbooks and curriculum adopted for these classes. That's one of the things that Ice Cube wants. Mm-hmm. Trump literally had a full two-hour press conference to pretty much say, fuck anti-racism, fuck you niggas, talking about how they, he was against that. That very thing. So when Ice Cube talked with Trump, or when Ice Cube met with Trump, did he ask Trump about that? You know, like, like, did did he ask Trump about like, hey, what 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 is up with the fine people on both sides? Shit, like, what did he ask Trump about? Stand back and stand by with the Proud Boys. Did he ask Trump about the the migrants that are locked in the cages? You know what I'm saying? It irks me out, especially with like rappers and rock stars when they're like cozy with any politician, because I feel like. If you're really like a rock star like that, I don't think like a, a really mainstream politician should feel comfortable like talking with you because you're probably going to ask them some shit that they're not going to feel comfortable answering. And we can hedge everything with saying, oh, both sides are fucked up. I agree. But there's never been a politician that's more embodied that to me than Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like Donald Trump should only want to be around far right fringe media figures that are going to lavish praise on him and tell him everything he wants to hear because anybody who's real is not going to be able to have like a regular conversation with him about shit so you know you're hearing the pain in the voice of somebody who really really was like a huge ice cube fan and right now i'll always be a fan of his music and what it you know what it did for me but this is disappointing not even from a political end. It's just like, damn, like, you were able to fall for that? That's how I feel. But I look at all Trump's... I look, literally look at all Trump supporters that way. That's it, you know? Yeah. You know, they're all being conned to a certain degree. And the maggots are going crazy online over it. Um, there's a picture that was photoshopped with a 50 Cent and Ice Cube wearing Trump hats. And Eric Trump tweeted it out like a dumb fuck. So... Um, 50 Cent's situation was a bit more 
I think it's a less nuanced situation. I don't even know if it's serious. <laughs> so as for 50 Cent, he was watching the news and heard about Biden's tax plan and proposed an increase of taxes on people making more than $400,000 a year. He responded with a treat, tweet, what the fuck? Vote for Trump. I'm out. Fuck New York. The Knicks never win anyway. I don't care that Trump doesn't like black people. Are you out of your fucking mind? 62%. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, yeah, that, that sounds like a troll to me. It, like, I mean, it sounds like 50 Cent doing some prank shit. Whether or not it's a situation you should be playing around with when you have millions of followers, I don't know. But I don't know how serious he is in that. I mean, I'm not super well versed in Biden's tax policy. I am not a tax expert in general. But I feel like even millionaires, even 50 Cent, even Ice Cube, even like all of the movie stars we love and rock stars, whatever, like we're still all getting screwed by the people that like own Sony, that own Microsoft, that own Spotify, that own Netflix, like the the folks at the like the top, top, top. Like I I hate that this happened, I guess I'm trying to say, because like. Uh, 50 Cent is closer to being at my level than he is to being Jeff Bezos. Like, we're on the same team, ultimately. But does 50 Cent consider himself on the same team? As a matter of fact, no, he doesn't. That's why I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. I'll even ask you this I would say that there's like millions of Americans who definitely aren't on the Jeff Bezos team, but they think that they will be. And that's the problem. It's, yeah, <laughs> I think Fifty Cent would probably be one. If if this is like a serious sentiment, that would put Fifty Cent in that category of like, nah, man. I mean, I'm rich, and it's like, yo, you're rich, but like when people say eat the rich, they're not talking about rappers. Nah, <laughs> you know nah. what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't talking about LeBron. We ain't talking about Demi Lovato. We ain't talking about Chris Pratt. We ain't talking about none of these motherfuckers. We'll we talking about. I'm sorry. Talking people at the very top mm-hmm. that run the whole shit. That are the reason why 50 Cent isn't as rich as he could be because they're taking a cut on his contract when he puts a new album out. Motherfuckers whose names you don't know, who you never saw in a music video. That's who we're talking about. Right. Um. What, like it. It kind of brings up like another question of black celebrity. Black celebrities playing this role just in politics in general because, like, I feel you know what else is like a sheer giveaway at how much of a ruse this is. I feel like if this was some serious shit, like if it was some serious shit, if Trump is Trump and it's like y'all see me, I'm Trump on the mic, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's my that's my character. Like you don't know what I'm thinking behind closed doors and shit like that because I actively think about the black community every day. Let's just say that's what it is. I think that this platinum plan would have involved like actual serious people. And this is no disrespect to Ice Cube and the 50 cents of the world and shit like that. But maybe it would have been, hey, the Trump campaign reached out to Cornell West. You know what I mean? The Trump campaign reached out to Tahisi Coates. That's not what happened. They're reaching out to rappers and, and boxers. You know what I'm saying? And, and Kanye West. That's who they're that's who they're getting. Like, cause that's Trump is like that sort of old school New York racist where it's like, oh no, those are the good ones. You know what I mean? Oh, the, 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 I like basketball players. Wouldn't let them date my daughter, but you know, that's a good one. I like that one. So shit. I'm black and it's COVID and this just got my blood pressure up. You want to talk about some music? Okay. Let's hit some music real quick. 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Okay, so for the music discussion today, given that we're talking about rappers turned Republican (laughs) or working with the Republicans, we're going to examine just some lines in a couple, a song or two, just kind of dealing with that sentiment. You know, lines that kind of stand out as having sort of a conservative bend to them. Eh, You know, it was going to kind of be a light one because. We had that whole episode on abortion where we found abortion lines. So you could pretty much consider any of those anti-abortion lines from that episode would probably fit in this. And my ass is going to find something progressive about it because I just can't <laughs> help but progressivize hip hop because so, I want so desperately for our culture to be the vanguard of like revolution, even when it's not. Say that again? Okay. <laughs> I said I want so desperately for our culture to be the vanguard of revolution, even when it isn't. Well, um, the first track, we've, we've mentioned this line briefly before in another episode, but it's from the DJ Khaled song, I'm On One, and it's from the Drake verse. Let's listen to this line. Watch me take All it. I care about is money in the city that I'm from. I'm a sip until I feel it. I'm a smoke. All I care about is money and the city that I'm from. He cares about his city. Hey, I care about my city. Go Savannah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Athens too. I love you. I love everybody. But no, no, it's... I think that every all the intentions of the line were completely pure, if you could say that. I believe it's real. I don't. I don't think there's anything nefarious in the line and shit like that. I'm just talking about the sentiment of those words. All I care about is money in the city that I'm from. 
I remember when the song came out and I heard that. I just, I couldn't help thinking. It was like, damn, yo, this song is hot. If I was like 13, I mean, you, you hear a lot of whack shit in hip hop and you hear, especially when you're like a, a real like kid listener, you hear a lot of like, you know, messages and values and stuff that you probably are getting exposed to too early or whatever the argument is for it. But it's like, I think about the person that I am now and the beliefs that I have. And I just think like, if my favorite rapper was telling me, yo, money, 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 it's all about money. Get that paper, get that paper. And it is, you know, the song's kind of a, the epitome, that line is kind of the epitome of a sentiment that's always been around in hip hop. But I guess there's something about how soulful and real it is. Good job on Aubrey on making, making that just feel so, so real. <laughs> but for real, not just that line. Lines like it and other sentiments, you know, I, you, you have to wonder what, what type of value system it's shaping in people, if any. You know, maybe, it's, maybe it is just entertainment. I just think about... I had, I'm gonna get roasted for this so hard. I'm sounding <laughs> I'm sounding like a fucking Trump supporter. <laughs> but both parties are capitalists. Yeah. Neither Democratic Party or neither major party nominee wants to overthrow capitalism. Yeah, unfortunately, niggas is not gonna and overthrow so, capitalism. Yeah. All I care about is money. Like, of course. Like that's not even a republic. That's not even a Republican line. That's an American line. True, of course, but you know, again, it's just let's not make false equivalencies. If capitalism was cocaine, then Democrats have a bad coke habit, and Republicans are smoking all of the crack. Okay, what if Baron Trump? As he gets older, he discovers SoundCloud and starts making SoundCloud you know, rap. Like the little nigga doesn't have no SoundCloud. Isn't he like 12, 13? He's like 14 or 15. Yeah, that nigga no SoundCloud. I know. So I'm saying, let's say he discovers and he's like, yo, I was meant to be a rapper. And like Baron Trump is making like rap songs. He's like, mm, all I care about is money in the city that I'm from. Doesn't it hit different or no? I think that I have slight more tolerance for black capitalism than white capitalism. So, yes, it Fair. hits different, um, but both have to be abolished, though. So. All right, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. by no means make my shit any sort of, like, <laughs> endorsement mm -hmm. or, like, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not on Team Blue, as it were. But, you know... I'm not fucking with the Nazis, man. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it I comes down to. I want to make very clear in this episode that I also am not fucking with the Nazis. <laughs> I know there's, like, shades of gray in what <laughs> I'm saying that might be concerning to some listeners. I am no, not they, fucking with the they Nazis. Know, they know you thorough, yeah. You've, you've, done, thorough. you've done too much work for anybody to misinterpret that. And I but know it'd be where hilarious if it came out that I was, yeah, just, like, this whole time. Just, like, oh. I know where it's coming from. Abolish prisons. Also, Heil Hitler. <laughs> like, I, what? The thing is, I don't want, I don't like getting in, in discussions like this and dismissing how people feel, you know what I'm saying? Or like acting like, yo, my way is right and your way is wrong. It's just, no, I just think you're wrong and I think I'm right, you know what I'm saying? But it's not like, I don't think that it's ridiculous for people to make these points and stuff like that. And it's just, I find as 
I guess someone who, you know, I, I guess, you know, I consider myself to be, you know, a leftist and shit. And it's like I find myself having conversations and it's just like the people who are really in that. Nah, the, the Democrats are fucked up. The Democrats are fucked up. The Democrats are fucked up. It's like, yo, we all know that. But like, are you seeing that shit over there? And it's almost like they, they treat it like it's ridiculous for you to bring that up. You know, it's like, nah, I, I think. I think you can fairly say that one side's worse. You know, I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. a controversial like statement. I'm also I, saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like saying it, but like I mean it. Um the next one that I <laughs> The oh next one I want to talk about God. is the the Jay-Z song The Story of OJ. Now it's not the <laughs> it's not that the it's not that the song is promoting Republican values. There's just there's just there's just something about it. Overall, that just has like a feeling like, yeah, nigga, who are you talking to? <laughs> Let's listen to it real quick. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. You know, it's like, it's, I don't know. It, it feels like um, you got to be talking to like an NBA player or like a nigga that works for Goldman Sachs or some shit to for them to like really relate to that shit. I mean, niggas is out here, they need like job training and GEDs and shit and you're talking about flipping fucking buildings. There's nothing inherently wrong with like black people buying land. I think that's great. I think we should. Um... I am skeptical of like when people are like, oh, we need, you know, to invest in black home ownership or like land acquisition to like build generational wealth where it's like I want a world where like generational wealth doesn't matter anymore. And so it's like, OK, buying your whole block to transform it. It's kind of cool. But then being like, I want to buy my whole block because it's worth four mil right now. Mm-hmm. And in 20 years, it'll be worth 25. Isn't that and then I can sell that shit. Gentrification. What? Isn't that called gentrification? You buy your whole block? The, just the, the and pr- let the, everybody the, the, the keep living there. The process that we're just discussing. He didn't say whether or not he's going to keep let everyone keep living there. Well, yeah, like, I mean, if I could, if I were the czar of Athens, if I had a billion dollars, I would just buy my whole district and just let all the people who have generationally lived here, mm-hmm, just, live just here. like everybody gets to have a house. And you don't have to pay a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And you're good. So... I think the end goal, I mean, he does say, uh, the thing is, he says, it, oh, in like a couple years, it's going to be worth 25 mil. So he's looking at it as an, like an asset for himself, rather than thinking about acquiring land for the, the sustenance of the community. It, but I feel like there's a kernel in there where you can twist it and be like, that's not totally bad. It's not, to- no, it, it's not totally bad. And yo, there's mad parts in the song that are like, you know, good point. It's the a dope, dope song. Yeah, the dope, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying there's a sentiment to it, and we, we've talked about this before, that, like, black capitalist thing where it's like, yo, what's really going to fix it is if there's more black billionaires. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. If I got to choose between a black billionaire and a white billionaire, I'll choose a black billionaire. But that is, well, at least just in my opinion, that's not ultimately the goal you know what i mean like we're not gonna like things aren't gonna be solved if like the corporate boardrooms are just diverse but they're still doing all their fucking grubby corporate shit you know what i'm saying like that doesn't help anything yeah <laughs> the last line is from pastor mace 
<laughs> oh my <laughs> god. His hit song Feels So Good back in the day. It was on that uh that rush hour soundtrack. But he had this line that and this is this is kind of scarred me when I was a kid. It's always gonna stick with me, but it's line where he says It's like y'all be talking funny. I don't understand language of people with short money. Now there's a, like a whole there's a whole song before it that you have to hear, but I remember my older brother who was like 17, 18 at the time. And I remember one time we were watching the video and that line happened. And my older brother was like, yo, he's going to make a lot of motherfuckers mad at him with that line. <laughs> Just yeah. something about the way he said it. He was like, yo, that is not cool. <laughs> like I've heard a lot of rappers brag about money before, but yo, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? I mean, I, I was reflecting on the fact that when we talk about like Republican bars, all of the examples you come up with are, are essentially capitalist bars. No, well, that's because that's my. I mean, and then another, and we did a, <laughs> we did the episode on like abortion. There's plenty of anti-abortion raps, plenty of pro, pro gun raps, and so it's just interesting that like it's interesting to me that they are they are seen as the hyper capitalist corporatist party. Though again, I feel like. For, I would say that the that's distinction is thin. A lo- that, I would say that that's it is thin. I mean, it's kind of not scientific to just be like, "Yo, every reference to money that I've heard in hip hop is like, you know, akin to their right wing agenda." You know, it's not really like that. <laughs> it's, it's all just it's all just games. But I do think that when I do have that feeling about the about hip-hop not being as progressive as we might think it is, it does stem from that aspect of it. The materialism, the consumerism aspect of it, the fact that hip-hop is so in bed with corporate America and that it's almost like that that was the goal. Like, you know, when when Nike started doing and Reebok and stuff started doing, like, deals with rappers, it was like, yo, like, hip-hop made it. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're officially that shit. And that's dope because a lot of people are eating and that's dope but i just wonder culturally if we'll look back in 50 years you know what i mean when there's some whole when there's some new thing that's dominating and hip-hop isn't that thing but when we're just looking back at it are we gonna look at that turn when hip-hop went so mainstream that it was just like this with corporate america is that gonna be like a good decision that we make that we embrace that as like a culture I think that in an era when hip hop is no longer the like primary genre of music within the mainstream, uh, I like to believe that it'll also be an era where capitalism no longer dominates. And so it'll be an interesting time capsule of the ideology of the era. Well, I mean, let's hope that for both We'll look back on it like, aww. <laughs> it's so cute we used to think that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, for real. I wonder what... um. I wonder what just full-scale, not ironic, like, socialist hip-hop sounds like. Well, hopefully in the upcoming episodes, we can explore that. I mean, I like to believe my hip-hop, but particularly within the recent ones, has become very validly socialist. I talk about joining the DSA, I talk about general strikes, boycotting Amazon, like... I don't know if I've I ever I might be the a, only socialist rapper I know, though. I don't know if I've ever made a reference to buying something in a rap song i'm really trying to think of a a moment in any of my songs where i said 
I bought this or I, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. No. I talk about having mad money sometimes. Huh? I talk about having mad money sometimes just because it's fun and easy. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Cause I always it's wondered that, like, what if I was in a different subgenre of hip hop? Like, like, what if I rapped about diamonds? Do you, can you imagine how ill my punchlines would be about diamonds if I was like, a rapper it's, never that too late about to, jewels it's never too late to reinvent yourself. And hopefully in your outro bars this week, you maybe can drop some gems. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next week, what more can I say? The election's coming up. We've got our episode on voting, so everybody tune in for that. Um, make sure that you leave a comment and leave us some stars and Share the podcast around. Lingua Franca, Dope Knife. You know what it is. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, iHeartReparations, and we'll see you next week. All right, so let's uh, let's get a beat. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Factor Chandelier, by the way. He did all the beats for this episode. It's my dude. Yeah, yo. I'm coolin', chillin' in my B-Boy stands. A tip bucket watching B-Boys dance On beats apply pressure, Leonard Nimoy hands Even though I thought I never stood a decoy's chance I don't know what it is, grains I'm going against When I was young I flow for show, now control when I spit Now I always put the mileage on the sole of my Timbs Cause I don't wanna see a seller have to show him my prints That ain't enticing to me, doing life in the bing Life can be like a prize fight with Tyson in the ring I'm Lil Mac, how real is that? What I'm trying to sing is eat the crumbs The play every slice of the thing There's got to be barriers, let the steel Carrier through the beef grief and survive the leech area Iscaria rise in your moment of defeat Even when it hands you lemons, dog, you know you gotta eat Like, <laughs> what, well, I, I should keep, should I keep going? Um, shit, alright, uh, uh, fuck, um it's the international spitter with the passport I will never give you fuckers anything you ask for When I'm in your tape, never put the shit on fast forward Or I'm in your crib, you like why you got that mask for? Ask for the fuckers in the back, they be losing of course Y'all some rapey Sith niggas who be using the force I write rhymes like I do it for sport I like dimes, let me cruise in their Porsche They got through a divorce Rap Matador, I kill the bullshit quickly The more I show out, the more kids diss me Best out cheer, am I sure? 550, less I care it's like the more y'all miss me Shit please I'm a real African-American mixed breed So you fuckers gotta be aware of my technique I rhyme an accident when I just speak So in the booth I don't have to spit I can just breathe <laughs> I'm dope D-d-d-d-dope Hey this is Dope Knife I'm Lingua Franca We are waiting on reparations Hurry up See y'all next week Waiting on reparations is a production of iHeartRadio Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men. And it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information.